0: Welcome back to the Terradect live streaming show from the floor of NAB 2014. I'm Deborah Kaufman, associate editor of Broadcast Beat, and we're here again with another wonderful visitor. This time, we've got um, somebody from Sim, Bling Digital, who's correct. here, Arthur Dittner, correct? Correct, And yeah. you are a workflow producer, I understand.
1: That's correct.
0: All right, well that's. there's a lot of questions <laughs> here. First, I think Absolutely. you need to tell us a little bit about Sim, Bling mm-hmm. Digital, and Absolutely. what you're doing in Atlanta.
1: Great, so Bling Digital is the post-production brand of Sim Digital, Okay. so what we specialize in is digital dailies as well as post-production rentals, uh-huh. and what makes our company really unique from other companies is that we're partnered with well, we're operated by a camera rental facility, so we're doing post-production and production rentals all under one roof.
0: So that's pretty neat. I mean, you can go to, you're kind of a one-stop shop. Absolutely. People used to speak that way about, about post-production facilities, but you've upped that even more by renting the cameras as well.
1: Absolutely, we call it the A to Z workflow. So you get your cameras you're going to acquire your material with, your digital dailies, offline rentals, and now we also offer online and conforming uh, options as well.
0: And Atlanta is obviously a really, um booming market for film and television production. I believe you guys offer some kind of a tax rebate there, Absolutely,
1: about five years ago, six years ago, there was a 30% tax incentive introduced. So if you spend over a million dollars on your production, you will get 30% back if you put a Made in Georgia bumper sticker on your credit roll. And uh, productions have been growing exponentially, and we've seen a lot of success in this market.
0: Right, of course, Hollywood is bemoaning all (laughs) of these productions that go elsewhere for the tax rebates, but um, Good for Atlanta or Hotlanta, I guess, as some people like to call it, right?
1: It's a beautiful city. You get a great metro environment to shoot in. So, I mean, downtown Atlanta can look like downtown anywhere in North America, but just an hour outside of Atlanta, you get these beautiful valleys, beautiful mountains, and you have really a lot of diverse environments to shoot in.
0: So tell me a little bit about um, what productions is your company working on right now?
1: Yeah, currently we're working on the originals, which is uh, the spin-off from the Vampire Diaries. So we're having a lot of success working with CW on that. We're doing um, an Alexa package for production. We designed the on-set color workflow, and we're doing the digital dailies on that production.
0: Oh, that's really exciting. Mm -hmm. Are you working on anything else at the moment, or is this the main project?
1: Um, We're also working on Rectify, which is a short series for Sundance Channel. We're actually in season two, which is shooting in Griffin, Georgia, and what's really unique about that show is we built our dailies processing lab inside the production office. So we have near-set dailies processing.
0: Oh, that's really interesting. I know Rectify Mm -hmm. has gotten a lot of critical acclaim.
1: Absolutely, it's a really fantastic uh, fantastic miniseries. It opened up Sundance last year, and uh, really happy to be back for season two. And what's really cool on that show is they actually opted to move their editors from Hollywood to Griffin, Georgia. So you have production sets, dailies, production office, and offline editorial all happening in about a five block radius. And
0: that's interesting, it's all physically in the same a spot, which is interesting because in today's environment this whole distributed post idea mm-hmm. has become so popular. Um, yeah. And yet they're doing something, they're really kind of going old school and having everybody in the same place.
1: It's fantastic. I mean, I could pick up the dailies on a hard drive and walk them over and shake the editor's hand and just get to say, how are you doing? You know, give us a call if you have any questions and just really, it's really great to work in person with the post team rather than a tethered connection to LA.
0: Really great. So now, Mm -hmm. you have a really interesting title, workflow producer. (laughs) What does (laughs) that mean?
1: That's correct. So my job is I'm ultimately responsible for the completion of dailies and a safe archival of master media that the onset color correction workflow makes sense. So I'll get in touch with production and the DP and post-production and they'll come to me with a wish list and it's my job to make sure that everything makes sense and everyone's getting what they want.
0: Well, it sounds like a challenging job because it sounds like you have to be really, really very intimately familiar with every piece of gear out there.
1: Absolutely, yes, there's a lot going on. A lot of productions have a lot in common with each other, so we always have a good starting point, but no no two productions are exactly the same, so there's definitely, constantly learning new products are coming out every day that everyone wants to use before they even come out. So, it's definitely a lot to keep up on.
0: And what are, you know, since you've done, I imagine you've (laughs) done dozens of workflows, so what tend to be the biggest obstacles in
1: workflows? Biggest obstacles, I mean, it's just keeping everyone happy, um, keeping everything consistent.
0: Are there, technologically, are there (laughs) Achilles heels in the workflow that you think that new technology is going to help solve, or or is it different on every show?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just keeping up with everyone's wish list. The biggest obstacle is, uh, you know, we have great things like um, GoPros now shooting in 2K and 4K, and Blackmagic cameras shooting in 2K and 4K, and these cameras, have a way of finding their way onto set, and a DP or an assistant camera will pull out, uh, pull out these cameras from their bag, and then we get these new 2K and 4K formats just show up at the dailies lab, and figuring out what exactly, you know, how are we going to conform this? How are we going to get this over to editorial? That's uh, that's been a bit of a challenge, just keeping up with everything. And well, that seems mm-hmm. to be
0: one of the challenges in general is that there are just a plethora of formats, codecs, compression Mm -hmm. schemes out there, it's just crazy. And is that something that you find, you know, it's the Tower of Babel (laughs) with all the input that you get?
1: It can be, it can be. I mean, really uh, we see a lot of standardization in ProRes and things that come to us that aren't in ProRes, we often convert to ProRes just so that When the conform and color house receive media, it's all coming in the same way. So we try to bring consistency to their life, Mm -hmm. but it can be a lot to keep up on.
0: Well, I've noticed that at this show, one of the trends seemed to be that Apple is now all of a sudden licensing ProRes to many more companies than it has in the past, so that Mm -hmm. that should make your job easier.
1: Yes, that's been a huge announcement. Our partners at uh, Colorfront, Colorfront uh, does the daily software that we purchase, Express Dailies, and they've introduced a new ProRes encoding option on the Windows platform two days ago. So up until two days ago, we absolutely had to be on Apple hardware for ProRes encode and now all of a sudden, all these new hardware options are open to us in our workflow.
0: I would say that's one of the really interesting stories of NAB 2014 is, is almost wherever you go, people are saying they're now offering Apple ProRes. I mean, this is mm-hmm. a real turnabout for Apple.
1: Yeah, and the biggest surprise of all of this is Sony. Sony is offering Apple ProRes and Avid DNx on their new flagship F55 camera. They have the Sony XVAC codec, which is a fantastic codec, but seeing them wanting to be, you know, have their camera be more of a Swiss army knife and really open themselves up more to post-production is is amazing, but very surprising for a company like Sony.
0: Well, you know, that seems to be, for me anyway, and I'd like your input, one of the themes of the show, is that all of a sudden people are realizing we better partner. We better partner as much as possible, because otherwise, you know, that's what people need, that's what people are looking for. So you see a certain number of mergers and acquisitions, but you're also seeing lots more partnership. Is is that your impression as well?
1: Absolutely, I've been seeing a lot of amazing partnerships. I mean, you can see there was a new Apple Mac Pro and Final Cut 10 workstation at the Sony booth demonstrating how to get a Sony codec onto an Apple workstation. That's a very unique partnership. It was seeing, um, you know, all kinds of really interesting partnerships like that, yeah.
0: right? Are there any others that that uh, catch your fancy?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, seeing seeing AMD here alongside NVIDIA, seeing NVIDIA reps pushing Adobe Premiere Pro. Right. I mean. It makes sense, but it's not something that you would traditionally expect from a graphics card manufacturer that they've partnered with you know, NLE developers. So it's been really cool.
0: You also mentioned 4K. Of course, that caught my attention. It's another big trend on the floor here. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like people are actually shooting 4K.
1: Absolutely. Well, a lot of people have been shooting 4K for a long time with RED. But in those workflows, it was very standard to just transcode that to something like Apple ProRes in 1920 by 1080 and then you would put your, your 4K master on the shelf in something like an LTO and just archive it and forget about it. Now with 4K distribution and I think with 4K Netflix, we're going to see a lot of those programs from the past five years, they're going to be either upconverting converting or they're going to be reconforming their projects and a lot of people are going to be asking for 4K delivery.
0: You know, it's interesting because yesterday we had a panel here of people, we had a cinematographer, Curtis Clark, we had some post people from Colorworks, Sony Colorworks, talking mm-hmm. about the post workflow in 4K, Mm -hmm. so I'm sure that's something that you've thought about quite a bit, are are the pieces there from your point of view?
1: Absolutely, I mean it really depends on your project and each project is different. Um, and right now Media Composer is limited to a 1920 by 1080 um, playback, Mm -hmm. so we're taking a lot of these 4K things, we're transcoding them to proxies, which are usually HD, but then we're preparing to conform back to 4K and deliver into 4K, and that's something that's that's really new for us.
0: So, you know, it's amazing when you think of how long it took to put the HD workflow together, Mm -hmm. and yet the 4K workflow seems to have come together in a very short period of time.
1: Absolutely, and I think a lot of that is people have gotten there was a lot of things to take in. I mean, going from SD to HD, a lot of people went from tape to tapeless, and now that we're in a tapeless environment, and people are used to recording on flashcards, and they're used to the digital workflow, getting media from set on a hard drive, now it's just a bigger file, and people are getting really comfortable with that notion.
0: So have you seen anything on the NAB 2014 show floor that has surprised you or excited you?
1: Yes, one thing that was really cool was Lacey has introduced a new rack mount Thunderbolt hard drive. They have eight internal hard drives and a one-unit rack mount with a RAID, RAID 5 card. And traditionally, Lacie hasn't offered RAID 5 on their Thunderbolt products. So there's so much storage. You could store an entire indie feature film in 4K on res until conform on one hard drive. It's wow, so that's, amazing.
0: that's an important part of a 4K workflow then, isn't it?
1: Absolutely, having lots of storage that's affordable and fast its really breaking down walls and you don't need ginormous shared storage environments just to get through certain projects. It's really making things easier for everyone.
0: That's great. Anything mm-hmm. else that you saw that really uh, caught your fancy?
1: Um, everyone's talking about the AJA camera, which was really surprising to see the guys who came up with the Key Pro developing a camera. Um, that's really cool. And Blackmagic introduced a new um, Teranex, uh-huh. which with 4K up options, and have dropped the price. So that's a piece of hardware, and Teranex has always been uh, very well associated with format conversion. It has always been a very big ticket item. Now that's being dropped to like 13, $1,300 something like that. It's something that I would have never considered. All of a sudden, I'm taking a very hard look at a product like that in our workflow.
0: Interesting. There are so many um, there are some surprises on the on the floor sh- on the floor. We've seen a few years ago Black Magic coming out with a camera and now AJA. So, mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure we'll just continue to see surprises in future NEBs.
1: Absolutely. Well,
0: Arthur, thank you so much for coming and speaking with us. I I really appreciate it. Great. You've been watching the the Terradec live streaming show from the NAB 2014 floor. I'm Deborah Kaufman, associate editor of Broadcast Beat, and we'll be back after a short break. Thank you.